Welcome to The Big Idea. I'm Douglas Kerr, and this is the last in our current series of 12 programmes. And because I always run out of time at the end, let me say at the beginning uh, a big thank you to my producer, Cruzanne McCalligan. So this week we're talking about Bollywood. Some people don't like this term because they feel it suggests that Indian cinema is just a kind of appendage of Hollywood. But the word is in wide circulation. Sometimes it's taken to refer to modern Indian cinema in general, but more specifically to the output of the film industry based in the city of Mumbai, or Bombay, hence the name, and particularly to a style of Hindi-language movie, exuberant, colourful, musical, spectacular, romantic, and enormously popular. Actually, Bollywood dwarfs Hollywood in the number of films produced every year and in the passion they arouse in their fans. And Bollywood cinema is having a growing impact around the world on audiences and on other filmmakers. Today we want to explore Bollywood as a phenomenon to ask where it comes from and talk about the part it plays in Indian, international and global culture. So I'm talking Bollywood with Priyanka Jain, who's familiar to RTHK listeners as one of the presenters of the programme Cultural Dim Sums and as a Bollywood enthusiast, and with Richard Allen, Dean of the School of Creative Media at City University of Hong Kong, a theorist and historian of film. And because I introduced you as a historian of film, I'd start, as usual, with a history question. Um, so Indian cinema has been going for quite a long time. When does Bollywood enter the scene, and in what circumstances? Well, first of all, Douglas, thank you for uh, inviting me to your show. It's an honour to be here. Um, you posed the question of what is Bollywood in your, in your introduction, and, and, of course, it's, as you say, it's a very contested term. Mm. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you define Bollywood as, as being Bombay cinema as a whole, it actually begins in 1913 with uh, Raj, Raj Chandra, a film by Falki, uh, which is uh, generally considered the first film of Indian cinema. And yeah. Bombay cinema has a long history, the studio system uh, before the war, and then uh, a continuation after the war of, a, of, of continuous production of hundreds of movies a year. Um, uh, so often Bollywood cinema is, 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 is used to describe the whole of Bombay cinema since the beginning of its history. But there's some point at which people start talking about Bollywood. Exactly, and that is a fairly recent vintage. It really begins in the mid-90s. Oh, and okay. uh, and it and, and it's it 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 can it could be argued that the that the term is really most appropriately used to define um, a period of, of dramatic change that took uh, took place in the early nineties. Uh, the industry, Indian film industry, for the first time became an official industry. What does that mean? Which it wasn't. Be well, believe it or not, uh, the Indian film industry was not recognised as a film industry as an industry uh, by the Indian government. So it, the, the kind of regulations and uh, opportunities uh, that, uh, uh, that other industries have with respect to investment and funding and so on were not available to, to the producers within, within the Indian film industry. Uh, and and this, this created a, a rather hand-to-mouth um, existence for the film producer who who had to uh, raise money in a in an ad hoc way. So, uh, are, you, are you dating the beginning of the, the Bollywood phenomenon from this change? Well, this change is part of a, a broader change, which might be might be called a sort of upgrading of the status of film 
uh, in India uh, amongst uh, the elites and the arbiters of taste and culture. Um, and this has to do with the, uh, the realization, in part, the, the realization of that there was a, a diasporic audience of wealthy Indians who were interested in movies and prepared to pay large sums of money to you, go and see them. You're talking about in, Indian people in, in, in Europe? In and Canada, in, right. in, in, in Europe, in North America especially. Okay. Yeah. And that these, in this, this population had a disposable income uh, which they would, were prepared to spend on movies. Um, the average price of a ticket of a, of a movie in, in, in India is, is, is very small indeed, a few hundred rupees. And, and uh, you know, in a, in, a, in a Western multiplex, an Indian film could, uh, um, uh, uh, be, you know, charge three or four dollars or more for, uh, for, for, uh, for, 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 for receipts. The other thing is, in conjunction with that audience, um, was the emergence of multiplex cinema in India itself. Yeah. Uh, before that time, cinemas were large cinema halls with th- a thousand seats. Um, they still exist. But many in urban centres, many of these are converted into into multiplex cinemas. So you have a, not only the official uh, uh, state designation of the film industry as an industry, but massive structural changes in the way in which uh, revenue was raised, and also the address to the audience. Um, you know, uh, the the with with the. Uh, address and appeal to a middle-class Indian spectator with a disposable income not only meant more revenue uh, and secure revenue, but also a shift and change in the in the approach to um, filmmaking itself, the production values of the films themselves. The production values. Okay, so this is what we come on to next because you've you've given us a sort of political economic account of where it comes from and the development of the audience different kinds of cinema. What about the... Because when we think of Bollywood, we think of a particular aesthetic, not just of a film that happens to be produced in such a yes. town. So the aesthetic, that develops also... I mean, what, what I think of as Bollywood, these big, colourful, yes. musical extravaganza things. Well, this is, this is congeals in the 1990s? No. Oh. So it, this is where definitions become difficult. <laughs> right. Because the aesthetic is, much, as, as Priyanka would attest, is much older. Uh, the, the aesthetic of, 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 if we think of the of the Bollywood film as a as a as a three hour um, masala film, that is a film that's combining a multiplicity of emotions, and uh, the masala means a a, spi- a mixture of yes. of spices, mm-hmm. and so the idea of the Bollywood aesthetic being a multiplicity of uh, generic idioms and emotions. Uh, you know, a, a, a little bit of love, uh, a little bit of violence, uh, you know, a little bit of family romance, a little bit of comedy, all mixed into the same film. Mm. And also uh, films that are not only multi-generational in their, in their narrative sweep, and at the sa- uh, but at the same time uh, films which have a multiplicity of songs and dances in them. Now that form, you know, um, existed um, from the beginning of sound cinema. Um, so, so the, 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 the idiom of Bollywood, in that sense, uh, is much older than the 1990s. So the, the idiom and the aesthetic, that's, that's always been there, in a, in a sense, for, for decades. But what we're talking about is it comes into a particular focus in the 90s with these economic changes, changes in the kind of cinema, government recognition. Yes. And, so so there's, and then it, we can start talking about Bollywood. Yes, because I, I think, as it were, there's a sort of a new self-consciousness on the part of producers 
and a new um, a new confidence mm. on the part <clears throat> of producers in the kind of production that they're making. So, hello, Douglas, and thank you for getting me in your show. Uh, hello, Richard. Um, that was a very interesting historical background to Bollywood that you mentioned. Just to add a little bit about, I think, where do we begin in Bollywood when mm. we speak about Bollywood? Um, I would like to just take you back to the 1850s when oh the Parsi theatre... No, the, the right. reason being that um, you mentioned about the songs and the dances yes, and yes. the larger-than-life phenomenon and this is the setting that uh, it's the precursor to Bollywood. It's pre-cinematic. So, yes. yes, it's the pre-cinema. Um, but this was the emergence of Parsi theatre in mm -hmm. the colonial era where um, the Parsi business houses owned theatres and these theatres would showcase uh, stories which were fantasies, which the characters were larger than life. There were songs, there were dances, there was a lot of emotion and drama. And they were politically neutral, so they kind of had the blessings of the colonial government to keep running. Now in 1896, when the Lumiere brothers came to India with their six films, it sort of opened up a field of um, an unbounded entertainment and a large prospect for business. And these Parsi business houses then transitioned to movies. And that is where Bollywood comes into play because Bollywood is a combination of two words. Bombay, which was the heart of the entertainment industry where the uh, Parsi theatre basically originated and thrived, and Hollywood, which was coming into foreplay in around that time. So, although Hollywood is a year younger to Bollywood. Oh, is it? Oh, yes. <laughs> so, first movie yeah. in Bollywood mm -hmm. came in 1913 with Raja Harish Chandra. Mm -hmm. But 1913 to 1930 was the silent movie era. And in by 1930s, India was churning out 200 movies per annum. So, that's, that's a significant amount. And in 1931, when Alamara was released, it was the first sound and motion picture. And it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. And that was when um, business houses started organizing themselves into groups which had their own scriptwriter, own set of actors, dancers, musicians, everybody who lived and worked for the business house. So it was kind of a small congregation that was being formed and the term Bollywood was coined I believe in the 1970s by a mm -hmm. Delhi journalist okay. who tried to get these two words Bombay Bolly, and Hollywood together in order to make it as a different brand This word masala seems to be a very useful one it's kind of a mixture of all sorts of things yeah. so the kind of generic Bollywood movie that mm -hmm. when I think of the word Bollywood it has these ingredients, right? You can elaborate on this if you want. It's colourful. It is. It's musical. It is. It's very melodramatic. Mm -hmm. um, it's exciting. It's it's highly popular. It is. The, these are the. Would these be the main? Does this cover most of the um, Bollywood humour genre? Humour. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's very unusual, actually, for for for. For, for Bollywood films to end unhappily. So they are, that I would say, in generic sense, um, uh, uh, comedy is the characteristic mode okay. of, of, um, of Bollywood film. I mean, a comedy romance in the, in the Western generic sense. Good, okay. So just picking up on that, so 
happy endings normally, but what are the where does the drama come from? What are the problems in, well, a, in a Bollywood story? Okay, um, drama comes from daily life. Mm -hmm. The struggles of a common man, his fight against poverty, his fight against... So if you look at Bollywood ac according to era, the mm -hmm. 50s and 60s were fight against uh, poverty, fight against the caste system, fight against, um, you know, the colonial rule. Mm -hmm. Although the colonial rule had ended, but movies still carried them on. Mm -hmm. The 70s, 80s fight against drugs. Uh, common man's rise from rags to riches, which saw actors like Amitabh Bachchan get defined as the angry young man. Mm -hmm. um, the 80s and 90s ushered in the grey character. So you had grey character into movies. So villains were not just villains per se because oh, they were bad, okay. but yeah. they had a lot of grey in them. But essentially they were bad and they get defeated in the end. So they, there was a lot of reason for drama to come in, which was mostly inspired by what was going on around in the society. Uh, I would add, you know, melod you know melodrama. Uh, it's not really quite ad adequate a term to, to encompass... Um, uh, Indian film because um, uh, one thinks of it in, in, in tighter generic terms in, in, in terms of Western cinema but still I think the term melodrama is useful uh, because, because we think of melodrama in, as a form, as an idiom uh, uh, bound up with the uh, struggle for social justice or, or an idiom that's all in the 19th century is, 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 is addressing questions of even though there's a villain very clearly demarcated the villain is sort of carrying with him um, uh, a broader um, uh, 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 representing broader forces of, of social injustice and in, in, the, in the context of, of, of Bollywood cinema um, uh, the, the, and up until the recent past uh, the, 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 the forces of it, social injustice are very much embodied in the, in the sort of zamindari class in the in a sort of neo-feudal uh, 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 the, the, the landowner mm. uh, the exploitative <clears throat> landowner uh, um, who is a, uh, an, a, a who is an avatar of colonial uh, rule? This is like and, Victorian and, melodrama, and it is very much. I mean, <clears throat> going back to Parsi theatre, because because Parsi theatre was a syncretic theatre. On mm -hmm. the one hand, it was borrowing from the idioms of popular Indian stage and uh, and popular Indian theatre, which brought in the elements of music and performance. But on the other hand, the Parsis were very self-conscious about about introducing the proscenium arch and and, inf and 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 sort of melodramatic structures, Shakespeare adaptations, and so on and so forth. So, so that synch that syncretism that you get in in Parsi theatre, in terms of in terms of, as a sort of melodramatic theatre, is very much influences um, uh, Bollywood film. So, so the so that the, the so that the so that the uh, one a good example I, use, I like to use of Bollywood cinema is, is what I call the reincarnation romance, and it's a classic <laughs> formula of, of Indian cinema because, on the one hand, it it, 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 it it connects with popular belief in reincarnation. Although it also very much departs from that belief because the characters that are reincarnated are always reincarnated in exactly the same form that they died as. In other words, the star plays two roles. Uh, so it actually defies popular belief in reincarnation, even as it invokes it. But the point is about this reincarnation romance. It, it, allows, your, it allows the audience to have its cake and eat it too. Mm. Star-crossed lovers... Are, uh, are interfered with and eventually uh, a, a rapacious landlord uh, stalks the, the, the uh, female star 
Um, she commits suicide rather than gives in to him. Uh, the male star dies fighting him. They're reborn and um, they defeat uh, a, a version of the same uh, uh, feudal landlord okay. in the present. So you have this okay. generational romance. You have you have all the all the loss and tragedy of the star-crossed lovers whose uh, whose lives are ruined, and you get to have it all over again, and everybody lives happily ever after. So uh, another feature of this that we we could add to the mix is about young people. It, it's, it seems to me that it, this is very much a drama about the struggles and triumphs of young people. Right? Yes. The, I mean, this is yes. part of comedy it, itself. The older figures tend to be blocking figures yes. and, and creating difficulties. Yeah. The young people triumph at the end. And, of course, one aspect of that is that the central figures in Bollywood movies, excuse me, generalizing enormously, tend to be portrayed by very beautiful actors and actresses, mm. yes. major stars. Yes. And we can't talk about Bollywood without talking about the stars. Stars, yes. So, Priyanka, <laughs> give, give us an example or two and then talk about the stars of Bollywood. Um, stars in Bollywood are basically actors who have massive fan following. Um, a they, really massive. A really, really massive, massive fan yeah. following. And <clears throat> they have almost attained a godlike status in the heart and mind of a regular viewer. Now, these actors are, in present day term, for any director or producer, they are bankable actors. Mm. And uh, if you look at current statistics, say for past five years, there is a 100 crore club. Now, 100 crore is almost uh, equivalent to 20 million US dollar. So no matter whether the movie has a storyline or does not have a storyline, as long as these stars are cast, the movie will make money. Okay. And these stars are, are nationally and internationally well-known. Yes, they, they are. They are always, it seems to be, fabulously looking. They are. Do they... I don't mean to be impolite about this, but are they good? Are they actors with a lot of range, or do they normally just sort of play the same kind of um, role? That, that's a very good question because it works both ways. There are some actors who are very, very versatile. They can portray any character that is given to them and do proper justice to each character, one such actor being Amitabh Bachchan. Mm -hmm. um, he started off in the 1970s as the angry young man yeah. and then moved on to the star-crossed lover, and he's, he's portrayed a number of characters. And now when he's in his early 70s, mid-70s, he's he is still going strong. He just does not give up. He's coming as a father, as a grandfather, as a great-grandfather fighting social injustice, fighting for the rights of a son who has been killed by a drug lord, uh, fighting for a daughter-in-law daughter, daughter -in -law who has been widowed and um, she does not get her rights in the society. Am I right it's in thinking that, very interesting. that, that a, a star like that is not just, as it were, not just a pretty face, but also embodies values? He does. Talking about the way the character is yes. fighting every, for certain Every things. star has to portray good values. Mm -hmm. um, for an, and it's a family. It has to have a family appeal. So if we are sitting as a family, uh, for a young person, the star would be the epitome of the love or the lover. Mm, yeah. uh, for a mother, um, the actor would be the ultimate son that she never had. For the father, he is the um, embodiment of somebody who 
the father would want to run his dynasty for a kid that was the father figure you look in the actor so the moment an actor touches these chords in a human or in a family in per se he has just raised himself from being a mere actor to an immortal bonnywood is a very successful form of popular entertainment what do we learn about india from watching bollywood films would you say the industry and as i mentioned earlier the the industry traditionally within india especially in especially in the in the post post independence india not being accorded high status again and again they they're quite demeaning about well, the audience that they're addressing and the and the kind of product they're actually making it's 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 okay, it's surprising for, to hear this for, fair enough but i i want to say think of the shakespearean theater it's considered a low form of entertainment yes. slightly above bear baiting uh, it it appealed to a popular audience many of the the people who went to the globe were illiterate and yet that's the kind of theater that has enormously important things to tell us about the society that yes. both produced and enjoyed it so i i want to yeah put the same question about bollywood yeah. this is a, a cinema which is m- designed to entertain of course absolutely but as you've both been saying it also has uh, well you haven't quite said this but it has an ideological content it deals yes. with values talks about the family for example yeah. it talks about tradition yeah. it, it talks about religion the, it talks the, about history, history. Yeah. and I mean, nationalism i mean overarching <clears throat> i think the overarching um uh, um concern of 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 popular indian cinema is is the negotiation of tradition and modernity as a medium of film uh, as the medium of film itself in a certain way epitomizes the new uh, the technology of film going to cinema it's a it's a modern form and Very good can you give us an example of how that might work well uh, for example with female sexuality you know the whole issue of 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 um how you um combine uh um the notion a certain idea of indian femininity embodied in in um, where where woman in the in the independence struggle was an embodiment of of morality of 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 a, of a sort of private sphere of mm-hmm. morality that was resistant to the you know the depredations of of colonial um you know the public sphere of colonialism and so that notion of virtuous womanhood is something that is very important to to post independence indian film at the same time you have this entertainment idiom and 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 the exposure of of the female star to the gaze of a a popular audience in a very public way so this is a, a sort of contra- it's a contradiction but it's yeah. also a place that the relationship between that traditional notion of femininity and the idea of a more sexualized femininity uh, a desiring woman could could be played out so so in the in the in the immediate post war immediate post colonial period the two roles the heroine and the item number tended to be divided uh-huh. so the 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 performer who was helen uh, is a is a figure of the 1960s is fantastic star who did all these vampish numbers mm-hmm. and uh, sexy numbers and the and the and it's the a pity this isn't the tv show yes right we can see examples <laughs> <laughs> and the and the and the and the traditional woman was the 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 the, the female star would play a, a more traditional romantic role now a major shift took place and we could also sit, think of this as partly being bollywood or in a, a, anticipating bollywood as a modern form when the heroine began to to also be the item 
girl. In other words, you would have the your roles merge. you have the, the the roles merging, and the 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 female lead actually, you know, being quite uh, performing in quite suggestive ways in, in terms should, of performance. You should see Richard's body language. <laughs> if you look at it, India is the land of Kama Sutra. India yeah. is the land that has thirty three thousand gods and goddesses so it's a land where reality reigns with fantasy with something that we have not seen but we still hold very high regards to and actors and actresses as i said earlier they at some point they become an embodiment of divinity Mm -hmm. they have to portray some qualities which are equivalent to godlike quality so that is where the restriction or the portrayal of female right. figure comes into play. We cannot ignore that Hol- Bollywood is largely inspired by Hollywood and people and their thoughts, their aspirations, their desires are changing in this changing, ever-changing world. And Bollywood, unless if it stays stuck to one particular genre, then the popularity will decline. So mm-hmm. to keep afloat, we, it's a business, end of the day, and everybody needs to keep up with their game. The item number girls, uh, they still exist. And I some have, of them... this phrase, item number. Yes, item number. These num- are the, the sexy ones. These are the women who have beautiful bodies. They can't act, but then they go off to dancing in the okay. films. Right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, that's Priyanka raises, I think, an important point, which is Hollywood. You know, mm-hmm. and this idea, this 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 negotiation of values is also it's not simply it is also a negotiation of a certain idea of India or a certain idea of national identity yes. with uh, uh, with the world, with the world, and with especially, most particularly, with Hollywood and Hollywood values, and so a constant a sort of negotiation, as say, with that. Um, so and it's I, become, in effect. <laughs> In spite of itself, it's become a kind of national institution. It and in, has. In recently, there's been controversy about in the rivalry between India and Pakistan. There's some dispute going on that Pakistani actors and technicians are not allowed to work on Indian films, or Indian films can't be shown in Pakistan. It's very political. Yes. Right. yes. It is, it is. And it is already there. It was being shown in our movies way before this mm-hmm. even became popular. It's hit headlines a few weeks back, but watch movies like Gadar, mm-hmm. watch movies that are based on India-Pakistan border wars. It plays with human emotions. The boy is from India, the girl is from Pakistan. They mm-hmm. fall in love. Veer Zara, another movie by another Sh- Shahrukh Khan who was like a godlike figure in Indian movie industry these days. So they, they do gain popularity. Polit- politics always has a big, big sentiment. Who owns Bollywood Studios? Well, now, you know, Bollywood Studios are owned by bona fide production companies. But it, it's worth, worth just remembering that Indian film far exceeds and always has done Bollywood and often Bollywood is confused with Indian cinema as a whole but there's a massive and extremely important in fact in some way bigger uh, 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 film industry Bollywood likes to see itself as a national film industry associated with the Hindi language Uh, but in fact there's all these other equally vibrant uh, and and cinemas with long tradition okay that's that's a, a, a very reasonable 
uh, admonition to us. I think we'll have to come back and make another program about some of the rest of Indian cinema. But we finished uh, our time for this one. So Priyanka Jane, thank you very much. Richard Allen, thank you very much. And thank you for listening. <laughs>